Hey guys, it's Simin, this is Brustling Unlimited, as we are here on the 6th of October 2021 to talk about everything that went down tonight on AEW Dynamite, the anniversary edition, the second year anniversary, excuse me, and we had to burp. Squirt will do that to you. Every time I drink Squirt, love Squirt, it always gives me like the burps bad. Anyway, it's the second year anniversary of AEW Dynamite. And I thought the show itself overall was a pretty good show. There was nothing that I can think of, if I'm remembering everything in the last two hours that I just watched. Nothing that I thought was actually bad or anything, which is really, really good. Everything, was, everything seemed solid, crisp, and it was, I would say... On a, not a great show. It had some good matches. I wouldn't call it great, but I would call it well above average. Like, if I had to give it a number, I'd probably go eight. Because on, on my scale, seven is good. Eight is above average. Nine is great. Ten is excellent. You can't do better. So seven, eight, nine, ten. I'd probably give it an eight, right, right, right around there. Because really, there's nothing you can talk bad about this show. I thought everything on this show was good. Things were done for a purpose. Yeah, people are gonna dog on the TBS title and stuff, but we'll get into that once we get into that. But I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited, YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, and Twitter.com forward slash PWUnlimited. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out in the live chat by hitting that donate button down below. Or, well, you can subscribe to the channel one of two different ways. And the first way is like Broken King Slender is done for 15 months, and that is with a tiered subscription. But if you say, I don't got any actual money that I want to give you, but I do pay for Amazon Prime, well, you're in luck because you can take your Amazon account, link it to your Twitch account, just like this, link them up, link them up, link them up, and bada bing, bada boom, you now have a Prime Gaming account. With a Prime Gaming account, you get, well, sometimes free games, sometimes, most of the time, access to in-game purchase stuff, and you always get one free subscription to any, any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you subscribe to us right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But on the flip side, if you're watching on YouTube, you can help us out in the chat with a super chat or a super sticker donation. All super chats do get read live on the air. Also remember that you can subscribe to the channel, becoming a channel member and a member of the Unlimited Army. By becoming a channel member, you get early access to exclusive news, early access to non-news videos, early access to podcast episodes, and so much more. But with that, we've got AEW Dynamite to talk about that kicked off with a massive eight-man tag team match that was unbelievable. Just looking at the chat here. Um, Gabriel Press says, nobody thought Hangman would return tonight. Actually, you're wrong there, Gabriel. So we put on our YouTube community page, Twitter, and Instagram. Who do you think is going to be the Joker tonight? And overwhelmingly, the majority of people said Hangman Page. 
So a lot of people were expecting to see Adam Hangman Page tonight. So I don't know why you're saying nobody thought Hangman would return. Most people thought Hangman was going to return tonight. But going forward, it was the super elite Kenny Omega, Adam Cole, Matt, and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, taking on the team of Brian Danielson, Christian Cage, and Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus. Jungle Boy and Nick had a pretty thrilling exchange to start things off. Cole then tagged in, but was chopped in the corner by Jungle Boy. Christian made a quick tag in and then out to Jungle Boy before re-entering and using a drop down in her right hand. He went for an early kill switch, but instead opted for a reverse DDT. He followed this up with a flapjack on Matt Jackson. There was an attack from Nick on the apron that allowed the Elite to isolate Jungle Boy, leading to Omega's first attack of the match. The Young Bucks went for a double team on Jungle Boy, but he fought them off, both of them by himself, and hit a backflip arm drag. Danielson finally tagged him for the first time and laid in yes kicks on Matt and just tore Matt up with kick after kick after kick. And each kick got faster and harder until Matt was on the mat. He then tagged in Luchasaurus. I'm going to say right here, Luchasaurus is probably one of, if not the most over wrestler AEW has with children, with kids. Let's say it right now, whenever my kids see Luchasaurus, they get excited. They love him. Their friends, they're mm, trying to think how many. There's like three other kids they know that knows what AEW is. And they all love Luchasaurus. Right now, Luchasaurus is a big deal with kids. I mean, that's why he's one of their first wrestling buddies. That was a smart move on them. They've got Kenny, Cody, Darby, and Luchasaurus as their wrestling buddies. Because he's big with kids. The kids Really love to see the dinosaur, Luchasaurus. <clears throat> so, where was I? Luchasaurus got tagged in. And he flattened Matt with a frying pan chop. Matt was isolated on the babyface side of the ring. They were doing double teams and whatnot with Drats Express on Matt. Then the official got distracted. Shit went to fan. Shit hit the fan, I mean. Michael Nakazawa and Brandon Cutler would attack Christian on the outside. The Young Bucks used the interference to hit a delayed indie taker on the ramp. Freaking Nick jumping from the ring to the ramp below. Officials then checked on Christian on the ramp as the match moved forward as a four-on-three handicap match was subsued. Super Elite beat down Jungle Boy with repeated tags. Jungle Boy fought back with the Brain Buster and made a comeback with the Lariat. It looked like he was about to reach the hot tag, but Nakazawa got involved again. Jungle Boy finally fought off both Bucks with a double DDT, reaching Danielson for the super babyface hot tag. Danielson and Omega tagged in, and they squared off in the center of the ring. Traded forearm shots, and Danielson looked to take control with a running clothesline and a corner drop kick. He laid in some yes kicks and propped Omega on the top rope. He then hit a top rope hurricane run on Danielson, landed a diving headbutt, but the Bucks broke, broke up the pin attempt. Luchasaurus back in and took out both Bucks. We got a parade of big moves. Like, so it looked like Luchasaurus was going to 
choke slam both bucks. But then he took one and bent them kind of over and just choke slammed the other one on top of the other one. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I think we've seen him do that before, but I wasn't 100% sure. We also saw Danielson hit a tiger suplex bridge and got a near fall. He also locked in a cattle mutilation, but Nick broke it up with the senton bomb. Luchasaurus manhandled the Super Elite a little bit more. And he even took them both down, the, the Bucks that is, with some super kicks. They called it a, a wheel, no, spinning back kickish type thing. <clears throat> it was kind of like a super kick. And then he was taken down, though, with a super kick by Adam Cole. Luchasaurus, though, countered a Panama Sunrise and chokeslammed Cole onto Omega. He then hit the tail whip on Nick and a roundhouse kick on Matt and a moonsault on Cole. This man looked like he was freaking Hangman Page. The way he was running around, doing flips, moonsaults off the apron. I'm like, holy shit. Is they transposed Hangman into the freaking Luchasaurus' body or something? Jungle Boy landed a Hurricane Rana and sent Nick to the floor. But then, Omega cut off Danielson's dive and hit a Terminator tope of his own. Cole feigned a dive and then did the Adam Cole, baby! He turned around, though, and got choke-slammed and moonsaulted by Lu from Luchasaurus for her, too. Jurassic Express wanted their finisher, but a distraction allowed the Super Elite to land a low blow on Luchasaurus. They kind of botched a powerbomb attempt. Then, Jungle Boy got involved and was killed with a Snapdragon suplex and a Panama Sunrise. Brian broke up the pin, though. The finish of the match then came down to Danielson as he fought off everybody and was the lone man standing. He laid in some yes kicks, but Omega caught the buzzsaw and Danielson ate three super kicks. Super Elite then hit a four-way BTE trigger on Jungle Boy to pick up the victory. So with that, they pinned Jungle Boy and the Super Elite picks up the victory. Uh, we got a question in the live chat. Why the TBS championship had to be similar to the TNT title? Yes, because they want you to know that this championship for the women's division is as equal as the TNT championship for the men. So if you've got the world title and the TNT title, which is supposed to be literally, if like just right, 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 right under the world title, that's supposed to be for the women. You got the women's championship. And then the TBS title right there, right there. So, you know, also it's a great way to keep your partners happy. Go, hey, we're going to name a belt after you. So uh, keep giving us money. But also it's just a way to say, hey, this title is as important, just as important as the TNT belt. John Moxley was backstage. He said that he's lost his patience for everything that takes patience. There's no man in AEW who can pin or submit him. So now they got to try to beat him, beat him in a ladder match. He said, quote, I have a three-month-old at home. And she's insane. That AEW is his company. And that is his belt. Just remember, the winner gets a world title shot. Going forward, CM Punk came out and cut a promo. Punk started by thanking the fans. He actually... Lived in Philadelphia for three years, he said. He said while there, he ate, breathed, and slept pro wrestling. He said Philly gave him so much. Quote, because of the money he made, he bought an iPod and a computer. 
But he wasn't rich because of the money. He was rich spiritually, immersing himself in the community of Philly. Um, Gabriel Perez. No need to be telling people what to do in the chat. So, CM Punk gave the crowd a choice. Should he wrestle for them tonight or buy everybody cheesesteaks? They, of course, wanted to see him wrestle. Punk called out Daniel Garcia for Rampage this week, and the match was officially made. So this week on Rampage, we will be getting CM Punk versus Daniel Garcia. I think that could be a really good match. We got a weird video with Arn Anderson and Cody. Arn Anderson talked about splitting from Cody Rhodes. He started a fire in Cody's backyard in a barrel, dumping a suit in it, and then Cody came out of the house, which is actually their old house, because Brandy said they're moving, or just moved or whatever. Arn demanded that Cody give him his tie. Cody didn't want to, and didn't want to throw it away. Arn slapped him. Arn called Cody soft. Cody then threw the tie in the fire himself. So this is supposed to be like a symbolic move of Cody trying to get more aggression and Arn trying to get it out of him. And I I don't know. It was kind of like, meh, whatever. Video package introducing the fans to Bobby Fish because like you don't know who Bobby Fish is, really. He was shown training in an MMA cage and said Sammy Guevara would be the shortest reigning TNT champion in history. He talked about his past. He talked about winning championships all over the world, competing for 40,000 strong in Japan at the Tokyo Dome, and much more. Guevara was then shown giving a new truck to Fuego del Sol. Fuego wished him luck, and Guevara said he'd beat Fish right now, and that match was next. Really good match. I really, really enjoyed this match. This was a strong match. I don't know how long Bobby Fish is going to be working with all Elite Wrestling. I don't know if it's just for tonight. I don't know if it's for multiple dates. He is not signed with the company, at least not as of a last weekend. <clears throat> so we'll see what they do with Bobby Fish if they do anything else going forward. So they traded big strikes right away and Fish went for a high roundhouse kick, which looks to be his finish. But Guevara grabbed the ropes to counter. Guevara hit a drop kick and a gamanguri. But Fish kicked out with his leg. Uh, uh, Fish kicked out and tried to go for a springboard attempt move, and Guevara crashed on the mat. They established Fish's combat and really laid it in that he's got a fighting background in combat sports. After a commercial break, Fish went for a slingshot senton, but Guevara countered by getting his knees up. Took Fish down with a back elbow and a clothesline. Fish countered another springboard, but was met with a jumping knee. Fish hit a high knee and a backdrop driver for a two. A standing Spanish fly bought Guevara a moment to reprieve to get, get his wits about him. Guevara then climbed the ropes and looked to go for the 630, but Fish popped up and kicked Guevara down. Fish landed an avalanche falcon arrow and got a near fall off of it. He then hit a corner exploder for another near fall. Guevara avoided a buzzsaw kick to the head, hit the GTH, and just randomly pins him. Pins Bobby Fish. I'm like, whoa, there, the, that's it? It kind of just went quick to that finish. I don't know. I assume that's that was the plan that 
the match went according to plan, I would assume, because nothing seemed weird. But it just kind of seemed like they're going. They're hitting big moves. They're really hit, hitting like that stride part of the match, and then all of a sudden, boom, it's over. I'm like, whoa. That finish kind of came out of nowhere. Immediately once the bell rang, men of the year, well, not both men of men of the year, just Scorpio Sky, along with America Top Team, squarmed the ring. They surrounded Guevara, and Paige Van Zandt distracted him, allowing Scorpio Sky to land a cheap shot. Junior Dos Santos laid in some ground and pound, and Fuego Dos Sol tried to run out to make the save, but was beaten down as well. Jericho's music then played as he and Hager would run out to make the save. Jericho sent Junior Dos Santos packing as they were left standing in the ring. Then, Jericho's music played, and Dan Lambert said, Turn that music off! Turn that off! I got something to say! So the crowd is saying Judas, and Dan Lambert was pissed. Lambert said, Jorge Masvidal was the king of Miami, the king of the 305 which is where AEW is headed next week for Rampage and Dynamite on Saturday. He then said, how about the inner circle? First, the men of the year and Junior Dos Santos. Plus, we'll have our bodyguard, Jorge Masvidal, at ringside as well. Jericho said, I couldn't hear a word you said because of this crowd, but if you made a challenge, we'll take you on. Jericho said, we'll beat the living shit out of Lambert and his dipshit team. The Acclaimed were backstage. Apparently, they're number one now in the rankings, and they did a rap about how they're going to beat the Lucha Bros for the Tag Tiles Friday on Rampage. Then they say, after the break, we will have an announcement, a major announcement from Tony Khan. We got an announcement from a Tony, but it was more like Tony Schiavone. But Tony Schiavone was in the ring with Aubrey Edwards, and she was holding a velvet bag. Tony Schiavone talked about how AEW's been around, well, Dynamite's been around for two years on TNT. Starting January 1st, Dynamite will move to TBS. And when speaking of TBS, they'll be unveiling, or they will be introducing a brand new championship. He said, we will be introducing the TBS title. It is equivalent to the TNT belt, but for the AEW women's division. Tony would briefly also say that the woman will be crowned in a tournament yet to be announced. Aubrey then revealed the belt, and it's the exact same belt as the TNT title, but it's got the TBS logo on it. It's literally the exact same belt, but instead of the TNT logo, it's the TBS logo. Nothing different. Like, I didn't notice, and maybe maybe I just didn't look close enough, I didn't notice anything different about this belt other than the TNT and TBS logos being swapped out. Oh, and... The little ribbon on the bottom where it says championship is blue. I think the one on the TNT title is red. I want to say. I can tell you right now. Um, It is. Yes, it is red. And they're both on a black strap. Yeah, this one's got the blue banner on the bottom. The uh, TNT belt's red. So going forward, Darby Allen did a sit-down with Jim Ross. Ooh, sinuses are all kinds of acting up. Coughs and sneezes and whatnot. So Darby, like I said, sat down with Jim Ross. Jim was uncomfortable with what happened last week between Darby Allen and MJF. 
Alan wanted to elaborate on why he paints his face. MJF talked about his experience with his uncle that was referenced last week. That he paints half his face because 50% of him feels dead inside. He respects and trusts people for he respect his respect and trust for people is low. Alan faced death that day, but he's still here. That MJF can say whatever he wants, but Alan's going to win this war. Did he never met somebody, MJF that is, like Darby Allen? Then next up, Darby Allen was in action against Nick Camarado. And to be honest, this just felt like an AEW dark match. Like, I'm not dogging it or anything, but it's like when you have these big storylines going on Dynamite and Rampage, and then you take on just somebody random on Dynamite. And, and speaking of Nick, or on Dark, but speaking of Nick Camarado, it's like Orange Cassidy. He's feuding with Matt Hardy in the HFO, but then this week on Dark, he just beat Camarado. Like, You should at least keep some semblance of storyline going somewhere where, like, a member of the HFO would should have came out during the Orange Cassidy match. Or I don't know. I don't know. But Darby Allen did take on Nick Camarado. Allen landed a dive on Camarado and Solo early on. I want to say QT. Yeah, QT was out there as well. It was QT and Aaron Solo. Well, yeah, QT got. We'll talk about QT's involvement in a minute. So in the ring. Darby hit a short coffin drop and went for the up and over stunner. Camarado turned it into a power slam ahead of a commercial break. Once back from that break, Allen flipped out of a suplex attempt and hit that stunner finally. He then landed a coffin drop to Camarado's back and pinned him to pick up the victory. Match was kept really short. After the match, QT hit a diamond cutter on Sting and Sting no-sold it immediately, popping up and low-blowing QT before hitting him with the Scorpion Death Drop. <clears throat> I'm going to say it right now. QT always just looks like a dad from the 50s. He wears the bowling shirt, the gold chain, the pinky ring. He just always comes off to me as like a dad from the 50s or 60s. Going forward, the Dark Order had a backstage segment talked about how they're no longer going to argue. Uno's not going to try and be their leader. They're all going to lead each other, and they're going to now vote on things. They will now vote on things when it comes to what they should do as a unit. Um... Unless I missed something, Key Ballard, K Ballard, I have no clue what you're talking about. Like, did I miss something on Dynamite? I don't know what the heck you're talking about with Braun Strowman and Matt Hardy. Like, I have no clue what you're talking about. <clears throat> Anyways, Dark Order, like I said, talked about. Now they're going to be more of a unit, and they're going to unanimously vote on things. And Alex Reynolds suggested, you know, different things. And John Silver said, how about we vote on, on five, putting his mask back on. Nana Jay just says she's happy that they're all finally on the same page. So Dante Martin was in the ring with Tony Schiavone. He said the last couple of months, it's been a problem for the people in the back of AEW. 
He said that he'll take on any person in that locker room. He's always really willing to fight. The lights go out, and we know what's going to happen here. And enters Malachi Black. Malachi gets into the ring. The lights come back on. He shoots the black mist in Dante's face, hits him with the spinning wheel kick. Still not sure if they can call it the black mass. And then the lights go back out. The lights come back on. Dante Martin's not in the ring. He's lying on the outside. Kind of weird that the lights went out. I didn't think the lights needed to go out here, but whatever. Black then looks over the ropes at Dante Martin laying on the floor and says, The House of Black accepts. Ricky Starks was in the ring with his FTW championship. He said this was the same FTW title that was built in South Philly. He said he's the champion because he has the same mindset that Taz had. Stark says he's gonna, he was going to challenge Brian Cage tonight to a Philly street fight for the title, but now you know what, that's not gonna happen. And then out would come Cage. Cage would run out and try to attack Starks. Powerhouse Hobbs and Hook ran out and pulled Stark out of the ring to make the save. It was announced later that on Rampage, we'll be getting a Philly street fight between Ricky Starks and Brian Cage. So then, various members of the AEW women's roster talked about wanting to become the first TBS champion. And I didn't realize this Sky Blue actually signed. Like, I know she worked the Dark Match. I know she worked the Battle Royal at the pay-per-view. But is she actually signed? Like, why have her there? Anyways, Thunder Rosa, Sky Blue, Ruby Soho, and Jade Cargill all talked about, excuse me, wanting to be the TBS champion. And then this was kind of dumb. Jade Cargill goes, I'll be that first champion, and I'll make it the that bitch show. And I think she meant, she goes, I'll make the title the that bitch show. Where if you wanted to make it make more sense, you wanted to use the TBS acronym for the belt. Don't say show, say strap. And you could have said, I oh, will make it the that bitch strap. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Next up, we had Hikaru Shida versus Serena Deeb. They said if Hikaru Shida wins, she gets this little placard trophy deal for getting 50 wins. And I think it was Jim Ross that goes, that's really bold of officials here to actually have the trophy already made up and everything. Good to see Serena Deeb back after she's been dealing with knee issues. But they performed chain wrestling early on in this match, which got them to a stalemate. Sheeta wanted a handshake, but Deeb slapped her across the face. Sheeta attacked in the corner before hitting a running knee over the uh, over the ring apron. Sheeta wanted her chair attack, but Deeb just popped up and folded the chair back up. Deeb caught Sheeta upon re-entry to the ring and hit a neck breaker over the ropes before the show suddenly just cut the commercial break. No commentary letting us know we'll be right back. No nothing. It's just break. Right break. <clears throat> so as we came back, Sheeta was in a front face lock. She was able to get out of that with the airplane spin. Followed it up with a missile drop kick for a two. Deeb countered into an octopus hold and went for the Deeb tox. But Sheeta fought out. Deeb locked on a, a ghetto clutch for a good near fall. Sheeta came back with a big knee strike straight 
to the face. To the face. Keep them chopped out Sheeta's knee. And hit a dragon screw over the top rope. There was a running elbow, which followed by a falconero, which got a good near fall as well. Sheeta then laid in repeated knees, and Deeb caught one of uh, one and raked Sheeta's eyes. She followed this with an inverted dragon screw. Deeb then hit a deep tox for a close near fall. She locked on the serenity lock and forced Hikaru Sheeta to tap out. So Sheeta does not get that all-inclusive win number 50. After the match, Deeb then grabbed the 50 victory trophy and broke it over Sheeta's head. Fucking Serena Deeb, she full on heel. Then we had this next segment that did and didn't make sense. Like, was this supposed to be retribution? Darby Allen was informed that MGF has challenged him to a match next week. Allen accepted. All of a sudden, a limo would appear. Darby stops in his tracks and he's ready to fight. But he's hit from behind by Sean Spears with a chair wearing a black mask. The Pinnacle, all dressed in black gear and wearing black masks, would attack Darby Allen. They long darted Allen into a couple of railings. They tried to say that this was a fight on the streets, even though we know it's in the freaking building. Wardlow then dropped Allen on some, some rail, metal guardrails with an F10. And they go, oh, that was an F10. That's got to be Wardlow under that mask. No shit. MJF then got out of the limousine. And they're like, oh my god, is that MJF? Is that, I can't tell, but it must be. And then he choked Darby with his own skateboard. I don't know why they needed to wear the masks. That made absolutely no sense. It's not like they needed to sneak into the building and conceal their identities. They're all allowed to fucking be here. Anyways, we got a lineup. For this Friday's AEW Rampage, which is being filmed right now. We got CM Punk versus Daniel Garcia. AEW World Tag Team titles will be on the line when the Lucha Bros defend against the acclaimed. In a Philly street fight, the FTW Championship will be on the line when Ricky Starks defends against Brian Cage. And finally, Jade Cargill will take on Sky Blue. I expect Jade to pick up the victory. Leo Rush then had a little video package, cut a promo. He addressed Dante Martin. He's a huge fan. But Leo is the man of the hour. The LBO. Leo. He sees Dante as an undervalued commodity. He wants to take him under his wing, kind of to new heights. Leo offered his guidance ahead of Dante's upcoming match with Malachi Black. Britt Baker Rebel and Jamie Hayter were interviewed in the back, even though only Britt actually spoke. He talked about the TNT Championship, and Britt goes, all them plebs, they can go argue amongst themselves and fight over that. They don't have to worry about bothering me up at the top of the mountain. Baker was excited because now, well, she could just sit here and watch them fight over the other belt. She also said she would be watching the tournament very closely. Going forward, we get the Casino Ladder Match. This match was so much fun. The winner will become the new number one contender for the AEW World Championship. All you got to do, grab that poker chip hanging above the ring. But 
interesting thing about this match, the interesting stipulation that I really like that I doubt they would ever do, two people start. Every two minutes, another man comes in. Yet, if somebody grabs the poker chip, even before everybody is in, the match is over. So say there's three people in and someone grabs the poker chip. Well, the other, what, three or four? They don't even get to compete. The match started out with Orange Cassidy back. Orange Cassidy and Pack with the first two in, and Pack immediately overpowered Orange with amateur wrestling. He wouldn't play along with Orange's shtick or hijinks. Orange rolled to the floor, tried to bait Pack back into the ring, but Pack crushed him with a tilt world backbreaker. Pack then brought a ladder into the ring for the first time, and he blocked the Tornado DDT from Orange and flattened him with a brain buster. Next in, number three, Andrade Alidolo. He immediately tried to bring in a ladder, but Pack drop-kicked the ladder into Andrade's face. Pack set up the ladder and climbed, but Andrade springboarded onto it. Excuse me. And Matt Pack at the top. Andrade then hit a sunset flip powerbomb over the ladder onto the canvas. Orange re-entered the fray and hit a hands-in-his-pocket kick. Andrade hit him and knocked him down with a right hand. Matt Hardy would come out number four. Orange went for the orange punch, but Hardy hit a side effect instead ahead of a commercial break. Moxley then tossed the chair at Archer and brought the fight back to the ring. Archer returned fire with a chair toss of his own. Um, Orange Cassidy hit two orange punches on Archer in the ring as Archer came out when he was number five. Came out actually during the commercial break. And then Moxley would come out. Moxley would come out and Moxley stopped Archer from climbing. Moxley then drop kicked the ladder into Archer. And then finally, we get the Joker, the final man to enter, the mystery opponent, and it's Hangman Page, who's returning from a three-month absence because he got paternity leave. Hangman Page comes out. The crowd goes wild. He and Moxley then trade massive forearms in the middle of the ring. The crowd is chanting, Cowboy shit! Cowboy shit! Cowboy shit! Page then caught a dive from Cassidy and slammed him into a ladder. He landed a plancha on Hardy on the floor. Pack finally stopped Page's rampage, no pun intended for the rampage show, and set up another ladder and a table. Pack rolled Page onto the table and climbed to the top like he was maybe going to hit the black arrow. Andrade got involved, and he and Pack fought on the ladder. Pack headbunted Andrade off the ladder onto a ladder bridge. Page then popped up and met Pack at the top of the ladder. He would then grab Pack and hit the dead eye off of like the second to top rung and crashed both through the table. The table breaks in half. One half the table flies out to the other side of the ring. And Hangman grabs his, I think, right knee. Semi in pain. Moxley then surprises Page with a paradigm shift to take him down. And Moxley tries to go up the ladder, but Orange Cassidy comes up there as well. Hardy then came in also to push them both down. Hardy rolled Orange onto a ladder and hit a leg drop through Orange to the floor. Archer took out Moxley with a readjusted, uh, and readjusted the ladder, but was immediately leveled with a buckshot lariat from Page. Moxley sought Page's ascent with a chair shot. He reached for the top, but Page laid in right hands and Moxley collapsed to the mat. Page then climbed to the top of the ladder, grabbed the poker chip, 
pull it down and become the new number one contender, the AEW World Championship. So with that, Adam Hangman Page wins, and then they tell us, stick around, because during the first commercial break of Roads to the Top, which is next, we will speak with Adam Hangman Page. And so they did this last week, too, and I think, man, this is kind of smart to get people to watch the first part of uh, Roads to the Top. You go in, you talk to a big winner, and you set something up. Last week, they set up Bobby Fish versus Sammy Guevara, but this week, they set up nothing. We watched the first 10 minutes of Roads to the Top. They come back with Hangman Page, and he gets congratulated by Tony Schiavone. And then he starts going, I had a baby boy. Look at these pictures of him. And Shinovani's like, yeah, 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 but you just won the, the freaking ladder match. When are you going to cash it in? He goes, I don't know. And they go, well, Dark Order, you're going to have them in your, your corner? Because, you know, the Elite, they're stacked with guys. They've now got Adam Cole. You need backup. He's like, you know, I got some people to talk to. I got some things to do. I'm going to take these beers, and I'm going to go celebrate. And then he just leaves, and we go to commercial. And I go, well, that was a nothing happened and made it seem like we got a watch segment. But with that, that was AEW Dynamite. Uh, Fonzie, if you saw my Twitter, you would have known, yes, I did see that because they sent us the press release. CBS, Viacom CBS and WOW Women's of Wrestling did send us the press release when they made the announcement that WOW is back. Yes, WOW Women's of Wrestling is back. It will be coming back in the fall of 2022 and another then the former A.J. Lee, A.J. Mendez, will be serving as executive producer of the show and will be on every episode doing color commentary. But with that, you know what I thought about tonight's Dynamite? Now I want to know what you thought of tonight's AEW Dynamite. Let's check the polls. Remember also, you can let us know what you want to say, what you thought, by texting in to 510-906-1341. Or, the number's right there, right there, right to the bottom of the screen. Or, you can get us a super chat in the live chat on YouTube. All super chats are greatly, greatly appreciated. And they help keep us going here at PW Unlimited. But with that, as far as the Twitch poll does go, 67% of you liked tonight's show. 33% thought it was just all right. And nobody disliked it. Very interesting. As far as the YouTube poll does go, 77% liked tonight's show, 15% thought it was just all right, and 8% did not like it. As we move on over to check the Twitter poll, 73% liked tonight's Dynamite, 16% thought it was just all right, and 10% did not like it. Um... Checking the text messages here. Why won't they open? Here we go. All right. First it says, now that the TBS championship has been unveiled, who will be the first champion? That's a tough one. They've really made Jade Cargill strong. She's undefeated so far in competition. I think she's... 15 or 16 and 0. So I could see them putting the title on Jade to say, hey, this is someone we're really, really behind. She may still be green and new to all this, but we're going to show and prove to her that we're behind her. I could see them putting it on Jade. 
I, w- I would say Thunder Rosa, but I think there's unfinished business with Thunder Rosa and Britt for the world title. Chris says, who do you think should be the first team TBS champion? Or he just talked about that. And this person says, I'm glad that Hangman is back. I think that it's going to be Kenny versus Hangman at full gear. Very, very possible. They've also discussed the possibility of Kenny versus Danielson as well. So we'll see which one we get at the pay-per-view. Or said, I like AEW Dynamite Anniversary tonight, but I have a question for you. Why AEW have to do women's TBS tournament in January, not in December? Then crown. They okay. Here's the thing: they did not state, unless I missed something. They did not state that the tournament starts in January. I did not hear that. I just heard Dynamite moves to TBS January 5th. We're gonna crown the first ever TBS champion. I think yes, it would be cool do the tournament leading up to that first big show and then on the first TBS show you have the title match. I don't know if that's the way they're going to do it. I didn't hear any dates. I just heard a tournament will be coming. Um, this person says, who do you think should challenge for the AW Women's Championship knowing that they all want to be the first TBS champion? I still think it's going to be and maybe not right away. I don't know. This is a tough one. Because I keep hearing Britain Thunder Rosa early 2022 big program. But maybe they bump that up in late 2021. Maybe it's maybe it's Thunder Rosa. Going forward, this person says, when do you think Hangman versus Omega happens? And do you think Hangman finally wins the belt? I kind of do. I wanted to see it be Adam Cole, but if it's going to be an Adam, why not Adam Hangman Page? As far as when they could do this match, I mean, there's still one, two, three, four, five. When's full gear? Full gear 2021 is 13th. So there's about five and a half weeks till the pay per view. So they could do it before and then build up another challenger or. Do it at the pay-per-view. I say you wait. Do it at the pay-per-view. Who do you think would become the TBS champion? And will all elite wrestling move to TBS from here on out or till the NHL season is over? So the plan right now is Dynamite will move on January 5th to TBS. With Rampage staying on TNT on Fridays. says, you hear about women's wrestling. Yes, we just talked about that briefly. Chris says it's not AEW related. What teams are supposed to challenge Nikki and Rhea? I don't know because they broke all the women's teams up. And finally, this person says, you see Keith Lee winning the U.S. title soon. Maybe not winning it, but challenging for it for sure. Maybe in December at TLC, challenging for the title because I don't... mm, no, I was going to say maybe at Saudi, but no. Driver Series is going to be Raw versus SmackDown. So maybe like December, you build them up and then have them challenge then. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited, YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, and Twitter.com forward slash PWUnlimited. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash Pro Wrestling ULTD, and follow us on Instagram at Pro Wrestling Unlimited. So with that, guys, we will be back on Friday for Friday Night SmackDown, possibly 
AEW Rampage. There's some some matches that have caught my eye. Let's see how the spoilers go. But with that, keep keep an eye on us right here. Pro Wrestling Unlimited. We'll be back live Friday for at least SmackDown, if not both SmackDown and Rampage. So with that, guys, have a great night, and I'll see you next time.